just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. This podcast. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. ...is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to another intro to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky, and I'm just here at the start of the show to quickly tell you that this week's episode of Do Go On was recorded live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival with our good friend and fourth Beatle, Nick Mason. Now, this was the fourth and final Melbourne International Comedy Festival show that we did, and we just want to make a a huge thank you to everyone who came to all of those shows. They were all packed, and we had such a good time, our best year yet in my opinion, and uh, to all the people that came, people came from overseas, from interstate, locals, people that had season passes and came every week, it really blew our little minds, so thank you so much for coming along, we really do appreciate that. Now, this is the second of the four that we've released onto the main feed, and uh, the other two episodes we are saving up our sleeves for Patreon bonus episodes, in fact we've already released one this month in April, and that episode was all about wacky sports stories. And we'll have another one coming out next month as one of our uh, Patreon bonus episodes. If you want to be able to hear those, you just have to uh, support the show at patreon.com slash pod. But until the end of the show where I'll come back and thank a few of our Patreon supporters by name, please enjoy this episode recorded live at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Melbourne's iconic European Beer Cafe for a momentous occasion, the second ever live episode of Do Go On. Now, put your hands together and welcome to the show, members one, two and four of Do Go On, Dave Warnicky, Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. Oh, hang on, that means I'm number four. Yeah. Hello, Melvin. How you doing out there? <laughs> All right. There's so many of you. Hello. Are some of you okay, snuck in? Okay, I up? said there's so many of you, and then there was like a hi. <laughs> Let's try that again. There's so many of you. <laughs> well, yeah, it would have been funnier if they just said hi. I know. <laughs> to be honest, they fucked it. You fucked it. You fucked it. Uh, it feels great to be here. If everyone got a beer like me, this beer makes me look like a child. <laughs> Apparently that's a small. 
You're a small dame. <laughs> Cheers. I, like, I just like how you it's taking your entire hand to grasp it. Oh, look at that. Two hands. Yeah. I love beer. <laughs> Put that what? there. Why are we delaying it so long? Everyone's here to see one person. It's not us. <laughs> and that only hurts a little bit. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to welcome to the stage member number three of this podcast. You might know him from the Weekly Planet, but please give it up for the man, the magic that is, Nick Mason. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Meso. White pants. I think we should address that immediately. <laughs> it's a bold choice. I and love I wa- it. I walked here from the car with a full bottle of Coke, and I and I didn't ruin myself. And you've so got I diarrhea. Good. I know, right? <laughs> I'm gonna be leaving the stage facing the front, <laughs> and my Uber's ready to go out the front as well. Uh, hey guys, thanks for having me. This is very exciting. Hey, thanks for being here. What a time to be alive. In what way? I don't know. <laughs> it's the end of the festival. I'm pretty much checked out, to be honest. So uh, everyone have fun. I'll be here if you need. No, it is great to have you here, Meso, for our biannual live episode. I think it's been two years since we last performed on stage. I say performed. Uh, <laughs> stage with you. Thank you. It's, it's fantastic to be here. Was it the Loch Ness Monster was last time? Yeah. Right? We yeah. Talked about, has anyone uh, heard that episode before? <laughs> What a great performance that was. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> was one of our best performances. It was the jazz hands that really took it across the line for me. I think we were actually sitting in the same order because you posted a photo yesterday and someone said uh, some version of ugliest to best looking. <laughs> now, uh, hang on. Hang on. I believe it was... Who is this one person? <laughs> Are you in the audience? Show yourself, coward. It Which was... way is it going? I, didn't, I really did not want to ask that question. <laughs> I believe it was uh, scariest to least scary looking. Oh, same difference. Oh, yeah. How would any of us be scary? Facial hair is scary, apparently. No. Mm. Oh. Ah. <laughs> Can we also address that Matt's got his hat on backwards? I, I, got a, I had a haircut today. I did Take not go- the hat off. Take the hat off. Take the hat off. Take the hat off. Take the hat off. It's an audio podcast. I wouldn't do it to the people at home. I don't want them missing out on anything. Matt's keeping his hat on. (laughs) I just wanted them to know so that they can... So they can... Looks the same. Looks the same. Looks the same. No, I reckon they were right with the order from ugliest to least ugly, actually. Wait, which order? I'll take two or three. I don't care. That's fine. (laughs) It's risky over here. It's risky over here. We're safe in the middle. We're average. (laughs) Yay. Yay. Dave, explain the show. Uh, So, uh, well, some of you might know what the show is. Give me a round of applause if you've ever heard the show at all before. Uh, okay, the other end of the scale here. Now, don't be shy. Who's the ugliest? <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> we have a volunteer. Thank you, sir. You're very Would brave. You, that was a brave stance the to question. take. <laughs> Who's got herpes? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> don't be shy. <laughs> okay, uh, don't be shy. If you've never heard the show before, give us an applause now. <laughs> you are that proud of it. It's weird. It is weird. So is the 
ugly, got herpes, and has never heard the show before. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. People who listen to this show, yeah. cured yeah. of herpes. Yeah. You'd think somebody staying at home waiting for test results would be listening to a lot of podcasts, yeah. but I guess, I guess not. There's a lot of stuff on Netflix. I hey, guess. and also, I want to address the stigma around herpes. Um, we've all got it. <laughs> yeah. And we all got it from you. <laughs> Apparently nearly everyone's got it, apart from people who listen to Do Go On, so... So, folks, listen, look to your left and look to your right, and if one of those people doesn't have herpes, it's you. But luckily for us, it's Matt, so... (laughs) I've always wondered why Matt wanted to replace his upper lip with hair. The answer is herpes. Oh, you reckon I got face herpes? Yeah. That's very sweet of you. I'm not sure how, but let's move on if we can. How many? So this would be official episode number 11 or 10? 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jess, say something funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! We did it. She is that good. (laughs) Now, if you haven't heard the show before, there's a few, few people that haven't. Basically, what we do is we take it in turns to report on a topic... Often suggested by a listener. Usually there's three of us here, but we are very happy to have uh, Nick Mason as a very special guest here today. When I, when I got here, I had a sudden thought. This was like ten minutes before the show started, and I went to Matt and I said, am I doing the report today? <laughs> and I said, yes, you are. Here it is. Here we go. <laughs> That's me every time we record. <laughs> I go, is it, am I doing it? And they go... Yeah, I go, oh no. So every single one of yours has been off the top of the dome. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, I'm very good at improv. (laughs) As I demonstrated just before. (laughs) (laughs) Now it is Matt's turn to report on a topic this week. And we're really glad you had that that laptop because you got the charger back which you left here last week about two minutes before (laughs) the show started. Hanging on by a thread here. (laughs) Um, But we might need them... Improv skills soon, Papa. <laughs> so I'm going to ask a question to get us on the topic. And the question this week is, what topic was suggested to me by our Doctor of Podcast Level Patreon supporter, Brian Colella, when we went out for brunch last week? Okay, first of all, adorable. <laughs> Second of all, where the fuck was my invite? Uh, Dave, that's were a you pa- invited? It's oh, a Patreon okay. award. I have to drink a beer in front of him. And he's only been in town... <laughs> You're really making some sacrifices for the Patriots. I had to drink a beer in front of him. Anyway, okay, we've got to get inside the mind of Brian. And the mind of someone having brunch. Eggs Benedict? The history of Eggs Benedict. Oh, Pope Benedict. The 16th. The bad one that quit. The bad one that quit. Yeah. None of those other 15 great ones. Yeah, the first 15. What what an era. They went 1 to 15 for about 100 years. Anyway, uh... (laughs) Bit of history there. Um, okay. Uh, I don't think. Mind, yeah. I don't you're, think you're on the right track. Thinking of brunch, brunch things. Oh. We met there in, in particular for the not the beer. The other thing we were having. Oh. Was in particular. Anyway, we're wasting the time fuck? now. I feel like. <laughs> An American coming to Australia having brunch. What would he have? What would he want to experience? Something with Vegemite. Vegemite. Whoa. Correct. Wow. And the crowd went wild, Brian. <laughs> this, this guy suggested it. Stand up, Ryan. Show him. Show him. Show him who did this. Yay! He did this. Not me. Uh, uh, I've got to ask, did he suggest Vegemite or did he eat it and go, what the fuck is Vegemite? And you were like, good question. I'm going to find out. 
Yes. <laughs> you spread it thick and then you hold your nose and you just dive in. That's how, that's how Vegemite works. That's what I told him. Mm-hmm. In the late 1800s, it was discovered by a German scientist named Justice von Liebig that brewer's yeast... <laughs> Thank you. Justice. One of mine. Great name. Justice. Very solid name. Justice von Liebig. Oh, I love that so He much. discovered that brewer's yeast could be concentrated and turned into an edible spread. And by 1902, such a product was manufactured and sold in Britain by the name of Marmite. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, correct. Audio listeners note we're, we're holding up cards that say boom, <laughs> cheer, laugh. There we go, laugh went up. It's a relief. Uh, Wait, is this a thing? Because we've been getting booed on social media this week. Is that because of you, for some reason? Yeah. No, I don't know what that's referring to at all. I think maybe just your star has dipped a little bit. That's probably... I have a star? <laughs> you have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, yes. And it's dipped. <laughs> it's dipped. Your star has your dipped. Your star has dipped. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes... Oh, look, I've asked people to boo me. At live, live, okay, just, just so you know. Just so, I, just, just so I have low expectations. Okay, great. Keep and you then, humble. Keep me humble, exactly. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, well, tonight, let's just boo Marmite. Okay. So when they're booing Marmite, they're really booing you. Okay, cool. Sounds yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, great. You're the human equivalent of Marmite. Oh. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> the most offensive thing ever said on this show. <laughs> Someone just yelled, what the fuck? <laughs> right? Now I feel like the bad boy of the pod. <laughs> I'm going to take all you of are, you down. I'd say you are the worst at being a boy on the pod. <laughs> but I give it a bloody red hot gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Look to your left, look to your right, Jess. <laughs> Marmite. Thank you. A bit delayed, but also <laughs> became popular overseas, including in Australia. But the First World War led to a shortage of Marmite are you booing Marmite or war there? I wasn't quite sure. <laughs> okay, good. No, we're, we're pro-war. Oh, okay. Pro-war, anti-Marmite. Right. <laughs> the only war we like is the war on Marmite. War on Marmite. Yeah. Uh, so the war led to a shortage of Marmite being imported into Australia. <laughs> yeah, that was challenging, wasn't it? You wanted to boo Marmite, but now there's not enough. You're like, that's good. <laughs> But if they completely run out of Marmite, what are we going to boo? <laughs> that's true. Oh, no, that's fair. <laughs> hey, all right. We all need an enemy. <laughs> this led to Fred Walker & Co. trying to come up with its own spreadable yeast extract product. <laughs> now you get it. <laughs> the problem was that the recipe for Marmite hey. was a... I, I, I'm feeling some regret about that. No. <laughs> The recipe for that product was a tightly held secret. Wait, what product? I've lost track. Marmite. It was a tightly held secret. So Fred Walker enlisted an Australian chemist named Cyril P. Callister to come up with their own spread to fill the hole in the market temporarily created by the scarcity of Marmite. Our yeast hole's so empty. We we need somebody to fill it. Fred Walker... did you, I don't know if you, if you know this, but the show after this today is the Little Dum Dum Club. Anyone seeing that? Did anyone see Tommy Dasselow's show a few years ago about Vegemite? 2013. I, did you see this? No. Yes. I heard last... Someone told me last night. Really? Yeah. When I was telling them I was going to do Vegemite today, like, well, you should talk to Tommy Dasselow. Yeah. 
<laughs> I said, well, how could I possibly get onto him? He's in the show after us. <laughs> he's literally in the building right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, we bring him up because his show a few years ago was about how his grandfather is... Is Cyril P. Callister? Is no, Fred Walker. Fred Walker. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And in the show, there was a bit of a smackdown. <laughs> oh, you should have been there. <laughs> What are the chances? This is amazing. Well, maybe this is a good opportunity to talk about Koh Samui. If you want to ask Tommy Dasselow. Yeah. Yeah, just approach him on the beach in Thailand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's trying fam- to relax. He's been fam- working hard all year. His is anyone coming to the Koh Samui Podcast Festival? Does anyone want to boo the Koh Samui Podcast Festival? <laughs> Sorry, man. No herpes allowed. <laughs> Nah, you're alright, come on. It's alright, Herp- herpes will be provided on arrival at Coast <laughs> So don't even worry, don't, don't feel left out. Uh, Callister started experimenting with discarded yeast from the famous Carlton and United Brewery. Discarded Where, yeast? Yeah, people in the room would know who they are, but they're, they're the, probably the most famous brewery in Australia. They make VB and Carlton Draft. Right. Um, <laughs> How good's beer? <laughs> Uh, he was able to concentrate the clear liquid extract before blending it with salt, as well as vegetable extract from celery and onion and other unnamed vegetables, uh, which, which made it the distinctive sticky black paste we all know and love. At what point did you, like, you, you're experimenting and it comes out as a black, sticky, s- smelly paste and you're like, I think I'm onto something here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you want a genuine answer? All the time. Uh, sometimes I don't even get my own jokes. But most of the time. Fred Walker was ready to market his new product, but it needed a name. And according to Vegemite's website, Walker held a competition inviting the Australian public to create a name for the new spread. A prize of £50, a sizable sum for that era was placed into a prize pool for finalists. Hundreds of entries were received, and Shalai Walker, the daughter of Fred... Oh. Sorry, sorry. How would you, how um, would you say that? Uh, Sheila? Oh. <laughs> so what is that? Uh, is that? I really, really prefer <laughs> Shala. <laughs> That's how you spell uh, Sheila. Bloody hell. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. I think back in the early 1900s it was pronounced differently, but yep. language evolves, it's fluid. Yeah, it's very yeah. true, yeah. That's true. So she, she picked the winner. I read somewhere out of the hat. I don't know if she chose it or she just plucked it, but oh. she was the one who, who picked the name Vegemite. iSnack 1.0. I will, I, will ch- I will chat about that okay, a little later on. Um, so it's basically a rip-off of Promite, right? But um, <laughs> The crowd is indifferent to Promite. Um, I mean, what's the one? Marmite. <laughs> what's Promite? It's not a thing. <laughs> it is, yes. Wait, hang on. Then Vegemite? Someone said here that it's much nicer than Vegemite. What do you reckon of that? Name it, Shane. <laughs> it's still go and listen to Katie. Katie, shame on you. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, the name of the winning contestant, whoever wrote the name Vegemite, has been lost to history. Oh. Oh, well, now it's anyone's to claim. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take that credit. 
Dave. Thank you so much. Some would say it's my biggest life achievement, but... I don't know, you nearly drank a beer. (laughs) No! Whoa! Dave, 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 Dave. I got so close. Oh, God. Look at that. You okay? You know when you, you, you feel the peer pressure of a crowd, but then you just think, I'm gonna be sick. For those at home, he went from about 10 mils down to 5 mils. <laughs> all right, all right. Dave, 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 Dave. Hey! Wow. He just finished That's the last That's the most sip. applause ever given yeah. for the least amount of anything, <laughs> I feel. And I, I applaud you for that. Yeah, I have a weird esophagus. This is an achievement, people. This is an achievement. Does we're he go a day pretty. without mentioning his weird esophagus? No. Mate, we get it. I wake You're unique. Up, I wake up most mornings to a message from him like, Morning, got a weird esophagus. I'm like, all right, Dave. And I've never spelt it right once. Shyla? <laughs> Vegemite hit the shelves of grocery stores in 1923, so a good couple of decades after Marmite. Um, oh, sorry, th- <laughs> I think it's a good couple of decades after it was developed. <laughs> it took that long. Now they got it into a shop. We don't understand. <laughs> they got it out real quick. Uh, it was advertised as being great for children's health, as well as being described as delicious on sandwiches and toast, and improving the flavour of soups, stews, and gravies. <laughs> no, thank you. The public did not get on board. <laughs> I think back in the day they also said all the same things about cocaine. So, you know, science what isn't what it is now. Yeah. Cocaine really does. It shushes up a soup, cocaine. It really does, yeah. If you want to speed your soup up, boy. Uh, yeah, so sales are really low. In 1926, Fred Walker started a joint venture with America's JL Craft Incorporated called Craft Walker Cheese Company. Uh, they continue to make Vegemite as well as processed cheese products. I was wondering when the cheese would come in, but immediately is the answer. That is a terrible name. I mean, were, were you all thinking that? That's a terrible name. Craft Walker Cheese Company. Yeah, under Dave just whispered, that sucks. <laughs> by 1928, sales of Vegemite were still slow. Um, by this stage, supply of Marmite was strong again. They should have changed the name to Craft Walker Cheese and Vegemite Company. That might have oh, yeah. shifted some units, you know. Um, so Marmite's now dominating the spreadable yeast extra- extract I market. I know, right? In a ploy to win over some of <laughs> Marmite's market share, <laughs> they changed the name of Vegemite to Parwill. This is a fact I didn't know. <laughs> the obvious, the obvious oh, change I, up. I think I get it. I yeah, think well I that, get where this is going. All right. So the idea of this is so they can use the slogan Marmite, but Parwill. Yeah. Yeah. Sales did not pick up. <laughs> I mean, that, that's just good marketing. That's is, great. Is that a, is that a pun? Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's certainly a play on words. Right. Yeah. See, look, I'm not the only one confused by this. Yeah. Matt doesn't get puns, which is weird, because he's the pun king. Oh. Get him in there. Get him in the pun department of Vegemite. He would be smashing it. <laughs> Any second now. I'd be like, week four, they'll call a meeting. What do you got up to? Just still Googling what pun means. (laughs) By the mid-1930s, 
they've reverted to the original Vegemite name. Parwell bit the dust. Sales remain slow. <laughs> Uh, in 1935, they used the company's cheese arm to help drag Vegemite... I'm listening! <laughs> now that's a superhero I can get behind. If every company had a cheese arm... I know what, you, you'd want a blue cheese arm, wouldn't you? Oh, I love a blue cheese. Veiny, big veiny oh. cheese, cheese arm. The veinier the better, my goodness. What the fuck is wrong with you? That's what blue cheese is, Jess. Grow up. Read a book. Read a book, thank you. About cheese. So yeah, they used the company's cheese arm to help drag Vegemite towards success. When they... When they See, I'd go for like a brie or something. Oh, but that wouldn't be as structurally sound. Get, get a bit a, runny, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. 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 Especially if it's hot, yeah. You need a hard cheese. Yeah. I know, but... Mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd be using a cheddar Cheddar, sure. yeah. But then you want the flexibility sharp. for gripping. Oh, fuck. Yeah, right? <laughs> string cheese. String cheese. Thank you. Yes. That's the winner. Mm -hmm. Biggest stringer. Yeah. You just oh. sort of like pull out a few strings to make fingers. <laughs> so they, they're using the cheese uh, to bring Vegemite. <laughs> I'll be thinking about this for the next 10 minutes. Off you go, Maddie. Sorry. <laughs> Started using the cheese to, to, pr to promote Vegemite by starting to include coupons for free jars of Vegemite in packets of their cheddar cheese. In effect, giving, a, giving it away, uh, much like an entrepreneurial drug dealer might do. <laughs> giving some free samples to try to get the market hooked, and it worked, with the Australian public becoming hooked on that sticky, icky spread. <laughs> that same year, Fred Walker passed away. I'll give, you, I'll give you a quick bio but on him. But the founder him. of Marmite passed away too. <laughs> Fred Walker, born in Hawthorne in the Affluent East. Fantastic suburb. Beautiful place, beautiful mm. place where only legends live. Absolutely. In 18... <laughs> love that, love that. Josh Frydenberg. Oh, what a great local member. I salute you, treasurer. Keep ruining the planet. Yes! Yeah. We have to move. Yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. That's the most political this podcast's ever been, I reckon. Yeah. And we bloody got him. <laughs> yeah. Can we call ourselves satire now? I think this is absolutely satire now. Yeah, he will not be re-elected now. We, we, we changed it all. We're going to get off stage and we're all going to be blocked by him on Twitter. It's going to be... <laughs> He's back there, I can see him. I saw him uh, picking up his dry cleaning once. Ooh, oh, wow. <laughs> Can you believe that? Has clothes that require dry cleaning. Ooh, got Not into just things that you go, my body heat will do it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Fuck off, loser. Body heat does not cl clean clothes. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> it irons them. Ah, uh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he was born in 1844, then he moved to Hong Kong and at the age of 19 years of age he founded Fred Walker & Co. He founded this whole company at 19. In 1903 is when he was 19. End of sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, do you want me to read along with you? Or? It was the full stop after Co. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's messed you up, hasn't it? Yeah, no, that would get me as well. Yeah. Fred Walker & Co. Co. Full stop. Yeah. In 1903, full stop. <laughs> 
So I, really, I, it was pretty quick thinking there. I think so. I think you improved your way out of that perfectly. Uh, I don't think anyone even noticed. No, I don't think noticed. <laughs> he then served in the Australian military from 1908 to 1918, where he was promoted to the rank of captain. Uh, after the war, he went back to his business, which was producing red feather canned foods and Bonox, which is a beef extract drink, <laughs> which is still made today. You can still drink beef. Like Bovril, so, yeah. I guess it's Aussie, yep. Aussie Bovril. Um... He was a big player in food uh, and was also very good to his employees, apparently. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just need to stop the show real quickly. Did you just BYO chair? <laughs> I saw you and leave. And you thought you got away with it. No, 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 no. You are. The, the fire code violations are through the roof now. That's too many people. You Out you go. Grabbed a chair, put it down and went... <laughs> Sure. Uh, I salute you. <laughs> that is, that's some good, good stuff. It's a recliner too. Where did you even get it? <laughs> Banana lounge. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Matt, but... So, Frank, he was very good to his employees. Examples of this include the fact he introduced morning tea breaks. Oh, also love a, a morning tea. Also a canteen and first aid facilities. Obviously the no one minimum requirement before. for being a good boss <laughs> back then was pretty low. Was Gave them a them short break. And a packet of band-aids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently people were fighting to work for it. They, cool. They heard about the band-aids. <laughs> uh, I've got an open gunshot wound. If I could just get into the, get into the break room. Bandage that up. <laughs> He died of heart disease at the age of only 51. After his death, Melbourne University inf uh, initiated the Fred Walker Prize for postgraduate chemistry. Yeah, cool. Does that still exist? Anyone know? Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> it's almost like you could have looked that up. I mean, we all could have looked it up, Jess. <laughs> yeah, Don't put that point. on me. No, you're right. <laughs> I feel like an idiot now. That's all I wanted. <laughs> and the prize goes to the best new sticky black breakfast yeah. substance, is that? Yeah. Yeah, cool, nice. <laughs> Try and beat Vegemite, we bloody dare you. You never will. And then Promite arrived. Oh. But Katie is cheering. One person likes it. I like it too, Katie, but don't tell anyone. If you don't know much about Vegemite, according to Wikipedia, this is mainly, probably most people here would understand what it is, but people listening overseas might not. A common, this is what it says on Wikipedia. It's a real beginner's guide. A common way of eating Vegemite is on toasted bread with a layer of butter or margarine. Only a small amount of Vegemite is required due to its strong flavour. Not true, go nuts. Just as much as you want. A Vegemite sandwich may con consist of two slices of buttered bread, oh Vegemite, <laughs> and cheese. <laughs> is there a little hyperlink for sandwich and you can click on sandwich <laughs> if you don't know what it is? Invented in 1807 by <laughs> Sir William Sandwich. That is, that is true, isn't it? It's someone like the that. Earl of Sandwich. Earl of Sandwich, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Not William. Jess, you idiot. <laughs> so, it's two in a minute. Should I go on timeout now? No, please don't. Um, <laughs> so a Vegemite sandwich may consist of two... May, not necessarily. Could have two slices of buttered bread, Vegemite and cheese. But other ingredients such as lettuce, avocado and tomato can be added as well. It's really up to you. Thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> Thanks for your permission. Wow. To add extra condiments <laughs> to my sandwich. 
<laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> now they're right. The very valuable resource. It's great. Oh yeah, if you don't know, Wikipedia is like a, an online uh, <laughs> website, uh, which you can go if you got a computer, you can go on there, and that's got like, lots of information on different things. So that'd be one of my hottest tips. Check it out. Yeah. In 1936, the electric toaster is a new feature of Australian kitchens. Wow, and do you have the Wikipedia entry for electric toaster open there? No, I don't, sorry. But on the Vegemite website it said, uh, kicking off the iconic combo of Vegemite on toast. Can you name a more iconic duo? Oh, wait. (laughs) Sunny and Cher. That's very iconic. Thank you. That's very good, actually, yeah. All right, you win this round. (laughs) In 1937, things were turning around for Vegemite. They launched a limerick competition with big prizes. (laughs) That's the turning point. According to the Vegemite website, this is a big turning point. They had a limerick competition which included prizes like Pontiac cars and it got a lot of buzz and led to increased sales. Unfortunately, the winning limerick has been lost to history, but Dave... (laughs) They have the worst record keepers ever. Dave, I reckon you could come up with one now. Vegemite oh, no. limerick. Um, if well, it helps, Vegemite's very popular in Nantucket. <laughs> <laughs> that helps it all. Okay. Um, That's the first line sort of for you. Uh, there once was a disgusting spread. <laughs> I put it on bread. <laughs> <laughs> what rhymes with sandwich? <laughs> Bandwidth. Bandwidth, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, you can put it on a sandwich. Wikipedia that if you have the bandwidth. <laughs> <laughs> but before I, before I eat it, I'd rather be dead. <laughs> you would never guess that Matt asked me to write that two hours ago. (laughs) That's acting. That is acting. Did did you hear, after your first line, someone said, it's already bad. (laughs) Running commentary. Give it a chance. It's only got two lines left. (laughs) Did I win a Pontiac for that effort? Yes. I assume yes, probably. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. If it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, not in a way that's like, oh my God, it's expanding like yeah, yeah. More physically. Like it's growing more customers, yes. more interest. Not like it's going to explode. Yeah, not like it's a building that's like blowing up and yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And I don't think they mean for marriage. You can sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical or digital products, or you offer services like massage or oh. nails. Oh my gosh. Or uh, consulting. Should we, after this, get Manny Petty? <laughs> Babe, I've already booked us in. <laughs> um, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. You know, what about blogging tools, you yeah. might be asking? I like to blog. I love to blog. I like to blog. I like to vlog. Yes. Well, Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, videos, and updates. You can categorize, you can share, and schedule to make your content work for you. Scheduling is the best. Oh, yeah. it looks like Jess has just uploaded something. What? It, but it's like 3 a.m. in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact time I wanted to do it in New York City, baby. Exactly. Capture that New York market. Yeah. You mentioned vlogging as well. If you're into vlogging, you can organize your video library, showcase your content on beautiful video pages, sell access to your videos with member areas. The possibilities are endless. Now head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Uh, Also in 1937, Vegemite gets or got an official product endorsement from the British Medical Association. This means that the spread could be advertised in the British Medical Journal. And according to Vegemite's website, this led to medical professionals and baby care experts recommending Vegemite spread as a vitamin B-rich, nutritionally balanced food for their patients. Leeches are out. Vegemite's in. In World War II, Australia's military bought Vegemite in bulk uh, to include in soldiers' rations. There's some kerfuffle outside. Hot damn! We're talking about Vegemite in here! (laughs) It's Australia! Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Bit of of respect. I'm so sorry. I bet they're Marmite people. (laughs) Fun stuff for the people at home, no doubt. In World War II, Australia's military bought Vegemite in bulk uh, to include in soldiers' rations due to the nutritional values. They started to put out ads asking consumers to only buy Vegemite if they really need it. (laughs) What a powerful move for a company. Hey, we know everyone wants it, but... Unless you're sick or going to war, really leave it for people. You in know, need. sometimes you've had a jar of Vegemite in your pantry for like eight to ten years, and you still haven't finished it. Well, don't buy any more. Okay. <laughs> After the war, when supply was back up and the baby boom was on, Vegemite was in nine out of ten Australian homes. You kind of made that sound like people are using. Vegemite is lube. <laughs> yeah, this, we're talking about a while ago. There was lube technology had not come on. Weirdly, I'm back on board now. <laughs> so, so like, the, one of their homes didn't have Vegemite in it, but their remaining nine investment properties <laughs> did have Vegemite in it. Yeah. <laughs> now, nah, good for them. Good for them. That's very yeah, good. Yeah, them. boomers. <laughs> Got them. Any boomers in? Any boomers in tonight? Good. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really appeal to boomers, to be honest. Mostly because they don't know what podcasts are. We definitely have boomer listeners. My parents. Yes. Yeah. For example, Josh Frydenberg. <laughs> yeah. Big fan. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Mate, he is Gen X as that guy. Yes. 
Well, he has the hairline of a baby boomer, but anyway. I mean, you're sitting there with your hair hat, all high and mighty. I'm feeling, feeling real good. In 1952, the US company Kraft bought out the Australian share of Kraft Walker Cheese Company meaning Kraft Walker Cheese Company was no more. Oh. They changed their name to Kraft Foods Limited. So way back in 1952, Vegemite became wholly American-owned. I thought it was more recent than that. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Brian, the American in the front row, gave a real sad round of applause for that. In 1950... Everyone else, get him! <laughs> In 1954, the iconic Happy Little Vegemites jingle is aired as a radio ad, and two years later, when television came to Australia, the jingle turned into a TV commercial. The ad featured eight smiling children singing the jingle. Do you remember it? Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I only remember the first couple. You guys, you know it. So, so, sorry, everyone, Soph's speaking on your behalf and saying, we'll help. I love how a palpable tension has gone through the room. We're happy In little, little Vegemites, as bright as we can be. We always love a Vegemite for breakfast, lunch and tea. We're going to love a Vegemite. We all adore a Vegemite. We're going to love a Iconic! Iconic! Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Both the Alright, guys, now let's take it for verse two! <laughs> Beneath <laughs> our raging sun <laughs> across the endless chains Do you understand what they're talking about there? Yeah, yeah, second verse of the national anthem, which none of us know. <laughs> they usually just do the one, and we're like, that'll do, don't worry about the rest. The, um, so the jingle, obviously, Jess wasn't around in 1954. Um, she knows it because they, they re remastered it and aired it again in the late 80s, and then on and off between 1991 and 2010. I was alive then. And in 2007, a nationwide search was conducted to find the eight kids to recreate the original ad for its 50th year anniversary. Unfortunately, they were all dead. <laughs> that, is, that is not true. They were all... They were... It was funny when it was true, wasn't it? So, you know, I understand why you went there. They were, they were all... It's a hilarious Vegemite-related mishap. <laughs> all of them. They all went at the same time. <laughs> it's a curse to the Vegemite. But they were so bad at keeping records, no one knew. <laughs> now, they were, they were all still alive and they recreated the ad. And that ad campaign ended up winning the Arts, Entertainment and Media Campaign of the Year Award at the November 2007 Asia-Pacific PR Awards. Wow, round Sorry. of applause. That's fantastic. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's good. wow. The Asia-Pacific PR Awards. That's right, that's Is the whole there region. there a higher honour? I mean, that takes in all the ads in Australia, New Zealand, Fiji. Tonga. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, it sounded like you were being sarcastic. Yeah. Asia as well. <laughs> I only got the Pacific part, but also Asia. That's Japan, China, Indonesia. Oh, really? Wow. Where else? Ba Bali, probably. 
Uh-huh. And, and that's how this goes on. Yep. Singapore. Oh. oh, yeah. Kuala Lumpur. Ah, Kuala Lumpur, <laughs> which is in Malaysia. Malaysia, uh, Koh Samui in Thailand. Which will, will be there soon. Well, I can only say Kuala Lumpur like the B-Man. The Bumble Simpsons. B-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Kuala Lumpur, when he takes over the news reading. Ju- anyway. Um, well, there's a Simpsons reference for the episode. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Kuala Lumpur. Kuala Lum- France. <laughs> it's good stuff. It is good stuff. In April 1984, a jar of Vegemite was written into history as the first product in Australia to be electronically scanned at a checkout. I mean, if you applauded the Asia Awards, you've got to applaud that as well. That yeah. is... The that, yeah, wow. Yeah. They did it. The name of that checkout chick has been lost to history. <laughs> <laughs> In 2008, the billionth jar of Vegemite was produced. Billionth? That's, that seems like a lot, right? Billionth with a B. Yes. Whoa. That's heaps. <laughs> Jess's spelling has come a long way. <laughs> and my maths. Put it in a sentence. A billion is a big number. <laughs> Thank good. you so much. They, they've tried to make uh, many spin-off products over the years, mostly with limited success. In the 90s, Kraft released a mashup of their two most iconic products, Vegemite and Kraft Singles. You <laughs> familiar with... Did Kraft Singles, are they international? Yeah. Yeah. So they're the plastic cheese <laughs> slices. <laughs> So they infuse mm. Vegemite into that cheese. Well, they're both gross, so maybe put them together, and, you know. I'd have an arm of Kraft singles, I reckon. You'd stick to things, like a... Mm. <laughs> you know? But, oh, delicious. The product proved to be unpopular. Uh-huh. You're doing a lot of uh, mime stuff for a podcast. Yeah, for the people at home, I've been miming the whole show. <laughs> 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 Uh, and they were soon deleted. They did, did not catch D- on. You said they were deleted? Deleted. <laughs> yeah, they were a deleted line. That's retail lingo, I thought. <laughs> Have you ever walked into a shop? Is that true? You Never worked an into- honest day in his life. <laughs> not true. Yeah, that's why I vote liberal. All right. Um, <laughs> the name of the creator of iSnack 2.0 was deliberately deleted from history. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Like, that's, that's a, you walk into a shop and you go, Hi, I'm just looking for the... The T-shirt I've seen online. I'm sorry, that we no longer have that. That has been deleted from our right. Deleted from the line. This is like Tony Abbott when he saw that book library. <laughs> what is this? And um, I just want to say um, this is uh, an amazing invention. Uh, that is a spot-on Tony Abbott impression. Is no elected politician safe from you this episode, Dave Warnke? I will take you all down. I'm coming for you next, Bill Shorten. <gasps> yeah. Okay, let's see what he's yeah, got. Yeah, what's Bill yeah. sound like? He sounds a bit like this. <clears throat> uh, hi, everyone. I'm Bill Shorten. I'm 33 years old. <laughs> he does not look good for his age. Name a politician and I'll take him down. I uh, know. I'm Name bored one. of this already. Adolf Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> this should be an easy one, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, that's so easy. You can do this. You can do this. Hello, Dave, have, you, have you got anything bad to say about Hitler? <laughs> <clears throat> Hello, my name is Adolf Hitler, and if I was still alive, I'd be 133 years old. <laughs> <laughs> huh? That is a brutal yeah. takedown. <laughs> brutal takedown. Cop that. Uh, In... Two th- 
I forgot we weren't doing that anymore. But I actually just thought, who's the most fucked politician you can think of, forgetting that you have a history? But um, <laughs> I've now made it worse, for sure. This will not make the episode that goes out. <laughs> oh, dear. Sorry, Dave, in advance. And, you know, now as well, I guess. Thank you. Thank you so much. In 2015, they collaborated with Cadbury to release a Vegemite-flavoured block of chocolate. I never had that, and I feel nah. like I missed out. You did. I didn't, apparently. The audience, uh, the audience coll- yeah. collectively stood up and said, no, you didn't. Feedback was mixed. Uh, the Guardian was pretty brutal in their review, saying, it doesn't resemble the beautiful, tangy, salty gloriousness of Vegemite spread on hot buttered toast. Instead, it tastes like licking a plate where Vegemite was smeared many months ago. <laughs> then, then left in the sink to fester. How do you know what that tastes like? <laughs> Journalists of the Guardian, you know, they do their research. Do your dishes more frequently. Uh, in 2009, uh, this is probably the, this is the more iconic one that Mesa was alluded to. 2009, a new Vegemite product was released. A spreadable mixture of cream cheese and Vegemite. And as they did with the initial product, they opened a competition for the public to name the product. At the AFL Grand Final that year, which I attended, it was, it was announced that the winning uh, name, as chosen by a panel of marketing experts, was iSnack 2.0. Marketing experts. Supposedly they were trying to capitalise on the popularity of Apple iPods and iPhones. What year was it? 2009. <laughs> Sorry, can we hear that one more time, that sound? <laughs> the, year, the year 2009 got an oofed. Yeah, it was a sexy year. <laughs> Saints won the first 17 games in a row that year and still lost the... Yeah, all right. Wow. Uh, this name was mercilessly mocked online. According to a Sydney, Herald, uh, Sydney Morning Herald article from The Time, it was given the collective thumbs down by consumers, becoming the second most talked about topic on Twitter within 24 hours of the announcement and spawning Facebook hate groups, blogs <laughs> and prompting a torrent of online bile. Was anyone a member of one of those Facebook hate groups? Imagine starting a blog about it. <laughs> Go outside. Watch t- do anything else. Who cares? Book tickets to the Costa Movie Podcast Yeah, Festival. do that. You know, anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Carl asked me before the show to mention it as many times as I could. You are nailing it. And really sneaking it in there, too. You're really coming across as a marketing expert. Yeah. <laughs> it's subliminal messaging. They'll leave. Have you considered naming a gross why. thing? It's a marketing expert. Yeah, you get it, that's right. That'll go as well in the edit, don't even I don't get it. my jokes or your jokes. Oh, good. <laughs> Carl, by the way, is the guy who hosts the Dum Dum Club. I forget, I'm just saying people's names like... Do you know... One? And it doesn't matter. All right. Thinking, I think back to 2009, and I'm like, that was nothing's really changed since then, but uh, reading that article, I was like, oh, no, it's changed a little bit. It sounds a bit dated. Um, the article goes on to quote a website called (laughs) epicfailstore.com and the founder Matthew Morrison and Matthew Morrison said, I saw the announcement on Saturday when I was watching the AFL and from then I've been watching cyberspace go nuts. Go outside. (laughs) Read a book. 
Talk it's, to a human. I'm caught in a traffic jam on the information superhighway because <laughs> of Vegemite. He goes, it's unanimous. People hate it. It's definitely an epic fail. <laughs> and then there's like a, like a little flashing red, red light. It's like epic fail. And a stamp. When Kanye West stole Taylor Swift's moment at the VMAs, I thought this is going to be big. But I think at least on Aussie soil, Snack 2.0 will take over as the biggest blunder of 2009. <laughs> That's his prediction, big so prediction. So sad. Yeah. He said all this wearing an Ed Hardy t-shirt <laughs> while Boom Boom Power by the Black Eyed Peas played in the background. I, I, I assume. <laughs> He's so 3,000 and late. <laughs> <laughs> Best lyric, best lyric, tell you. <laughs> Jars of Ice Snack 2.0 hit the shelves, but a renaming was swiftly organised with an online poll determining the new name. Cheesy Bite won with around a third of the vote, beating out second place Vegemite Smooth, third places <laughs> Vegemite oh. Vegemite, Snack Mate, Veggie Mild, and Creamy Mate. Pass us some of that creamy, mate. <laughs> With pleasure. <laughs> Did you know that's actually that's that was an old Vegemite slogan uh, before our time. Apparently, it was "Pass me the Vegemite, Mum." It was close to that. Um, <laughs> I thought you were referencing. Pass me the creamy, mate, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! What have we done? <laughs> the original Ice Snack 2.0 jars uh, were. They went out to market. There were quite a few of them. And I looked it up. <laughs> it's like when um, a family dog dies and they say, we've had to put it out. It's gone. It's gone out of the farm. We've had to delete your yeah. dog. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Put it out it's not on the in market. the line anymore. <laughs> that means all the jars have been crushed in landfill somewhere. No, but they, 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 some went to market. Um, and I saw one on eBay last night for 99 bucks. And you bought it. Yeah, and, and it's here, here today. <laughs> I would have actually supported that purchase. <laughs> I uh, would not have. Have you, has, have you ever had uh, Ice Snack 2.0? Nah. No. no, I have had a uh, creamy... <laughs> you had a mice? Mice. Creamy mice, yes. Creamy. So that's another story. <laughs> Over the years... Um, oh, hang on. Mr. Paragraph here. This is all good stuff. Mr. Wanna... Paragraph? <laughs> <laughs> That's my father's name. <laughs> uh, Vegemite also caught a controversy in 2007 when it was reported by the Age newspaper that Vegemite had been banned in Victorian prisons. Uh, this is a quoting from the article. Vegemite is off the menu for Victoria's 4,200 prisoners because of fears they could use Australia's favourite breakfast spread to make booze. <laughs> Authorities have cracked down on the dark spread because prisoners have discovered ways to refine Vegemite, which has a high yeast content, to brew alcohol. Authorities first cracked down on the breakfast spread in the late 90s, but there are concerns that homebrew is still being made inside prisons, particularly in the lead-up to Christmas. <laughs> Bloody Grinch, hey? The Grinch, huh? Yeah, right. It's a festive time for all. The Department of Justice said Vegemite was banned because prisoners have been known to extract the yeast, 
The extraction process involves melting Vegemite and using the yeast to ferment sugar and carbohydrates into alcohol. Apparently, there's, this is scientifically very uh, almost impossible. So <laughs> they got a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> and Bunsen burners. Because all, all the yeast in Vegemite is dead, so they have to. Yeah, it sounds like it's unnecessary, and the prisons have just. <laughs> Being idiots. They have to get yeah. like a witch doctor in to but, but bring it back if, to life. If you smear yourself in creamy mite, you're smooth enough to slip through the bars. So they ban that as well. <laughs> That's true, yeah. That one is true. That's scientifically very easy. <laughs> Over the years, ownership of Vegemite uh, had been bought and sold by multiple multinational companies, most recently by Mondella's International. But in 2017, it was announced that Australian dairy company Bega would be purchasing most of Mondella's international Australian and New Zealand grocery and cheese businesses, including the Vegemite brand. In a $460 million acquisition, Bega chairman Barry Irvin said at the time, everybody loves cheese and Vegemite, and I think that Bega cheese and Vegemite are just a natural fit. So it's back in Australian <laughs> hands. Yes. Good. Bega's share price Rel reluctant, immediately reluctant jumped. applause from the American in the front row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got you. Don't even. Had to give, had to give it you. back. Sorry, sorry, mate, but it's ours now, dog. <laughs> uh, Bega's share price immediately jumped 12%. On the Wikipedia page, this is, I think, is this the end? No, it's not quite. All right. Um, <laughs> Bega and Vegemite also formed the Bega and Vegemite Cinematic Universe. So they've got a, <laughs> they've got a franchise coming out in a couple of years. Uh, a cheese arm. <laughs> uh, they have a on, on the Wikipedia page they also have a section titled Vegemite in Popular Culture which is an, a podcast I'm going to start um, ve Veggie Mate well, wouldn't, wouldn't it be the silliest podcast you've ever started would it? Uh, <laughs> he's talking about primates yeah that's what I think I'm, yeah I thought it was talking about Grabber Traveller, the podcast I did with Nick Capper for three episodes about <laughs> six years ago where we grabbed a beer and we talked about travels. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no, that's a good concept. <laughs> it, it lists multiple songs uh, that reference the spread, including Men at Work's unofficial Australian anthem, yes. Down Under, with the verse, Buying bread from a man in Brussels, he was six foot four and full of muscles. I said, do you speak of my language? <laughs> He just smiled and gave me a Vegemite sandwich. I'm going to speak to this German in his native language. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I come from a land down under where beer does flow and men chunder. Can you hear, can you hear the thunder? You better run, you better take cover. I never knew those lyrics before. So it sounds like the songs are <laughs> warning about guys vomiting. What, <laughs> what were you singing previously? Yeah, what do you mean you didn't know these lyrics? <laughs> To be but fair, that's probably how I, I said it. I didn't realise that the beer does flow and men chunder. Better yeah. run, better take cover. From the chunder. chunder. <laughs> All right. No wonder that's our, our national song. Um, we love beer. Yeah, and we yeah. love chunder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know the second verse to Vegemite's Down Under? fine too. <laughs> yes. How's it go again? Uh, we don't have time. <laughs> Beneath the... Southern Cross, we'll toll with hearts and hands it to make this commonwealth of ours ring out through all the land. You're kind of destroying the idea that we don't know it. Come across the sea with family. 
it. That's a lie. Come on in, everyone, except you. Everyone. That's why we don't sing the second verse. Yeah. Yeah. It got deleted. Vegemite is also referenced in John Williamson's unofficial Australian anthem, True Blue. Uh, True Blue, in this case, referring to things that are authentically Australian. That's what he's going through. The phrase, of course, originating in Britain. Um, (laughs) Williamson, you bloody drongo. Uh, Williamson later re-released the song, eliminating the reference to Vegemite, when he realised it was American-owned. I love that. I love that. The article also references a few occasions, I'll finish with these, a few occasions where Australians fed Vegemite to Americans, <laughs> including when Julia Gillard gave American President Barack Obama a taste in 2011. Obama described the taste as horrible. <laughs> so Gillard, eloquent. Gillard tried to explain it, and then Obama tried to sum up the description, saying, so it's like a quasi-vegetable byproduct paste that you smear on your toast for breakfast. Sounds good, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes, Barry, it sounds bloody delicious. God bless Australia. Do people call him Barry? Yeah. Baz. His friends. Well, I think of myself as one. Uh, American TV presenter and comedian Steve Harvey was given a jar of Vegemite by an Australian audience member in 2013. He had a taste and said, Vegemite sounds like pesticide. That's about damn near what it tastes like. (laughs) That's, that's not the ideal finish. Um, I do have, I've got two fun facts here. They're, they're more facts than fun, but I'll read them quickly. Oh, Jess can tell you they're fun. Yeah, they're from twistedhistory.net.au. Uh, Vegemite recently sold out in Hong Kong supermarkets due to its high demand. Uh, apparently, the demand for Vegemite stems from the black spread being rated as umami, a Japanese word that literally evokes a fifth sense of utmost deliciousness. The Japanese have also renamed Vegemite Pajimato. <laughs> now that says Sheila. <laughs> You've done it again. I'm not finished on that, I reckon. Uh, I'll keep that going for Matt Stewart and Vegemite, yeah. Um, before we go, I've got a f- couple of quick announcements. Someone dropped their tickets to Magma for tonight on the stairs. If you did, come talk to me. Gee, someone's <laughs> not owning up to that. Um, it's a very good show. If it you're is a good show. Tonight, you should go see that. Brilliant Tasman show. Yeah. What else do we do to finish? Oh, we, we should probably tell them that this is the last Melbourne Comedy Festival show we're doing here for the year, so thank you so much for coming out. <laughs> <laughs> A guy that has two shows left only here at the Melbourne uh, Comedy Festival is Matt Stewart. That's right. It's called Bone Dry. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's a, lot, it's a lot of good fun. And it's getting... If you have seen it before, it's better now. And um, <laughs> it's on two last nights at 7 o'clock tonight, 6 o'clock tomorrow night at uh, Chinese Museum. It'd, it'd be great to see you there. And uh, what else do we say? Uh, thanks so much for coming on, Nick Mason. What a pleasure, Nick Mason. A big round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. And for the people at home, if you don't, if you don't know Nick Mason's great work, of course, check out the Weekly Planet podcast, which is fantastic oh, and well loved around the world. Stop it! Your podcast's great. Oh. Your, yours is you're talking about primates. Yeah. <laughs> what was the travelly one again? <laughs>
Now that's a good idea. We never release it. I'll put them out. <laughs> yeah, put them out. Nobody Patreon wants bonuses. That. Um, what are we... Sorry, I fucked that up again. What are we... <laughs> well, we've got to say a big thank you to everyone that's helped us put these last four shows together. We're going to say uh, Julio on sound. Yeah. Thank you so much. Doing a great job. Yeah. We had Bianca helping us out on the door. Aiden's yeah. being a great guy as well. Yeah. The t-shirts and stuff. Talia, did you think? Talia on the door Talia. as well. Thank you so much. Pat and Steph on the cameras. Thank you. Um, Our main man, Carl Chandler, who organised this at the European Beer Cafe. Thank you very much. Aiden's doing a bit of help with the merchandise. Yeah. Uh, if you want to stick around and say hello, head downstairs and we'll be out there shortly. If you want to grab a T-shirt, it's your last chance to grab one in Melbourne. So uh, we'll have them somewhere up the back. Um, but head out the back stairs. Head downstairs and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you downstairs. And the Saints now. play at 4.35. It's on the TV downstairs if you want to watch it with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the end of it. And I guess we'll say, we'll see you in Kosamui. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you. recording this in my car inside my garage so I don't wake anyone else up. So, the glamorous life of a podcaster, Dave in the car studio. So, thanks again to everyone that came to the shows at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Our next live ones coming up, if you want to see us, are, well, will be, as we said at the end of the episode, see you in Koh Samui, uh, live in Asia at the Koh Samui International Podcast Festival with the Little Dum Dum Club. Now, it's not too late to get on board. Five nights of podcasting, stand-up, and more shenanigans live on a beach. Everyone stays at the same resort. Well, t- there's two different resorts, actually, this year. So everyone gets to hang out together, and because of that, uh, they've booked out a bunch of rooms, so you get a sweet deal. It's really, really cheap accommodation. And, uh, yeah, five nights of podcasting goodness. If you want to go on a, uh, come away for a tropical holiday with us, Check out the link in the, the description of this episode or just go to dogoonpod.com and click on our shows. Now, one thing I have to do at the end of this episode is thank some Patreon supporters. Now, if you want to be one of these fantastic supporters, which we would appreciate, you go to patreon.com slash dogoonpod. Bunch of rewards there. Two bonus episodes a month that no one else hears. Shout outs. You get pre-sales to uh, all of our live shows. Access to our Patreon-only Facebook group, which is just becoming more and more active. There's a lot of fun in there. So, yeah, just uh, check that out if you are so inclined. And one of our rewards, part of the Sydney Scheinberg, rest in peace, deluxe package is uh, one of our supporters in that group gets to give themselves a title and then a fact quote or a question, which I read out on the show. Now, there's not many people in this group, so that means you get a lot of shout-outs, really. And uh, shout-out right now. To a man that if Jess and Matt were here, we would say, A Mr. Justin McCain plays a silly game. Justin McCain, have you worked out what that means yet? Have you looked up Peter Coombe? The children's entertainer from the 80s and 90s in Australia. What an absolute legend. But Mr. Justin McCain, you are also a legend. And you've given me quite quite a title to read out this week. So I ho- hopefully I don't disrespect you by mispronouncing any of these. But you are clearly a very an accomplished person. And very an accomplished, very accomplished person. I don't, I don't have all the degrees that you do, and I'm going to read them out now. We've got Justin McCain, who is uh, known as Lord Doctor Sir Justin McCain, the Ninth Esquire, OBE, OBGYN, KGB, PhD, the Fifteenth Earl of Warwickshire. Justin, you've done it again. 
And uh, Justin's actually opted to give us a fact, which I love when people give us a fact. And uh, usually Matt reads these out, and he doesn't fact check them. And neither have I this week. So, Justin, I mean, would you fact check an OBE, OBGYN, KGB, PhD, Earl, who's also a Lord, Doctor, and a Sir? I don't think so. That would be offensive. So, Justin's fact is, there are approximately 8 times 10 to to the power of 68 ways to shuffle a deck of cards. So, to put that into perspective, he said that's eight with 68 zeros behind it. This means if you make a new shuffle every second from the dawn of time, dawn of time, dawn, <laughs> dawn of time, the car, maybe the engine's on and I'm slowly getting fumes in this small garage. I don't know. Let me read that again. This means if you make a new shuffle every second from the dawn of time until this second, you'd be about a billionth of the way complete. Wow, and I can't tell if that is hyperbole or if that is really a billionth. Because hyperbole has no place in math- mathematics, Justin McCain. We know that, so I'm sure that that is true. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. I'm going to start now. All right? Four shuffles. No, I'm giving up. Thank you, Justin. Now, I'm going to thank uh, three Patreon supporters this week. People that support the show. And uh, usually we give them a little shout-out. And then also... Uh, a little a little game that Jess comes up with often, but uh, th- just because it's little on me this week and because we talked about Vegemite this week on the episode, I've Googled weird Vegemite recipes and I'm going to challenge each of these people to give these recipes a go, which is going to be hard because we do this in order of when people pledge. And uh, so we just get the names at random. Well, not at random, you know, it's, it's in an order, but we get the names and we put them in and... All three of these people are from overseas, so I can't even guarantee that they have ever tried Vegemite or have access to it. But still, I'm throwing the challenge down. And now, I would like to thank, first of all, from Alaska, in the United States of America. A lot of supporters over in America. Not many from Alaska, so thank you so much. And I would like to thank Rosa Spicer, which, to be honest, sounds like a dish you could make with Vegemite. The Rosa Spicer. Thank you, Raw. So we appreciate your support. And I'm going to throw down and challenge you to cook with your Vegemite. This is, uh, I found a BuzzFeed article of uh, Vegemite, uh, <laughs> Vegemite recipes, and then it took you to different websites. And uh, I would like to challenge you to cook swordfish with Vegemite and walnut pesto. Mm. It says you need one tablespoon of Vegemite and six swordfish steaks. Which I looked it up for you, Ross. If you think that sounds expensive, it is a little bit. According to seafood web uh, website AlaskanHarvest.com, that will cost you sixty-five dollars and fifty cents just for the steaks. But hey, splash out. To be honest, to ship Vegemite to where you are, it will probably also cost about sixty-five fifty just to get a single, a single bit of Vegemite. So thank you to Ross Spicer. Good luck with the swordfish. Now I'd like to thank and throw down the challenge now to someone from Sacramento in California. Beth Richardson. Beth, have you ever tried Vegemite? If any, I'd actually love to know after that episode what our overseas listeners think of Vegemite. So if anyone wants to get in contact, please let us know what you think of Vegemite. From Sacramento, California, Beth Richardson, I'm challenging you to cook a Vegemite cheesecake. Hmm? Are you much of a baker, Beth? It says it will take you two hours and ten minutes to make and bake. And uh, you are instructed to use two teaspoons of Vegemite, but it says... It will be a subtle taste. If you want a stronger taste, add more. My tip to you, Beth, as an Australian who's not a big Vegemite eater, do not add more, especially on your first go-round. So thanks, Beth. 
Good luck with your cake. And I would finally like to thank, also from overseas, but from a different continent now, from Great Britain in Bedfordshire, Dean Walker. Dean Walker. Is there a weird Aussie shop or something you might be able to get Vegemite over there? Maybe it is more common than we think. But I'm doubting it. Let me know. I would like to thank uh, Dean Walker, and I'm challenging you to cook Vegemite ganache cannoli with avocado ice cream and coffee. Wow. Let's just go through that again. Vegemite ganache cannoli with avocado ice cream and coffee. Now, the author of the blog that posted this recipe, lemonpie.net, pi.net, says, The dessert played on the flavors of avocado, Vegemite, and toast. Three ingredients which are one of my favorite ways to start the morning. How I came about the idea of incorporating them into a dessert is a bit long-winded and would probably require a flowchart to accurately retell. So, I'm not going to. <laughs> we appreciate your uh, brevity there, <laughs> lemonpie.net. So, uh... Thank you to Dean Walker, Beth Richardson, Rawser Spicer. If you, if, or if you or anyone at home decides to make any of these recipes, please send us a photo. That would be absolutely amazing. Or if you have any, if, any ideas of your own strange ways to eat Vegemite, please get in contact. And if you want to get in contact about anything, it's uh, all the le- details are on our website, dogoonpod.com. It's dogoonpod at gmail.com. And then at dogoonpod on all the social medias. There's a link below in the description of the episode to all of these things. So, yeah. Thanks again to everyone who supports the show, gives us reviews on iTunes, that kind of stuff. It all adds up and all means a lot and keeps the show going. So, yeah, we appreciate that. We'll be back next week with another in-studio episode. But until then, I'll say thank you so much for listening and I will say goodbye. podcast is part of the planet broadcasting network visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates i mean if you want it's up to you